everyone and welcome to 99 years podcast i'm your host duncan terry and this week i'm joined by adam barton and brian dickey how are you fellas yeah doing well thanks just uh a bit disappointed by the end of the season and absolutely praying that you don't start hearing some crying coming through the uh, the wall as we uh, start to put the baby to bed at night. <laughs> They're a Ravens fan too, yeah? Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely on, on the, tonight's performance. <laughs> when he started out with a cry, you know, I was like, wow, he's really upset about the uh, the football. But no, it's baby, fair enough. Yes, I'm good. Thank you, Duncan. How are you? Yeah, it's grand. Thanks, Grant. Um, just going off script, actually. Uh, I, I just mentioned the Ravens and how disappointed you are. I found myself cheering for the first time ever for, for Big Ben last night. So I have to say a tip of the hat to him for one of the last games of his career. Uh, it's pretty good, I thought. Well, I have to say I was absolutely rooting for the tie. Just nothing to do with the <laughs> Ravens getting into the playoffs. I did not want to see the Steelers, obviously for rivalry reasons, but... There are, the Colts would have been a far better. Oh, sorry, no. The the Chargers would have been a far better seventh team in the playoffs rather than watching the Steelers for another week. <laughs> well, we are recording on what's well known as Black Monday, uh, and, and with obvious uh, sympathy for everyone who's fired, uh, everyone who finds himself without a job, uh, and of course a tip of the hat to Dave Gutman who retired today. Um, we've seen a lot of movements. Uh, let's get your thoughts um, and. and uh, yeah, pick me up when I forget one. <laughs> but we'll start off with Brian. Um, uh, the Broncos uh, made an early start and got rid of Fangio. Um, they'll be queuing up for him, won't they, as a set defensive coordinator? Uh, but not a surprising move, I guess. No, not too surprising. Um, they've been like this for a couple of years, haven't they? The Broncos have just been struggling and they've been going through coaches and going through quarterbacks. Uh, and, well, this is just a continuation of that. But, yeah, Fangio's is... Uh, He's got a good defence and the Broncos have uh, theoretically got a good defence for, for next year. Um, but yeah, that, that for me wasn't really a surprise, just sort of struggled. And I don't know, you saw the fireworks last night with the, the Raiders and the Chargers going down to the last the last minute or so. And um, it's quite an exciting division there. And then you've got the Broncos who are just sort of like, meh, every year. So who knows, a fresh start for them. I think they, uh, they need a coach and I also think they really need a quarterback. So good, good luck finding both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and to plug, of course, uh, you just released your uh, review of your number one quarterback in the uh, in the draft, haven't you? Who might end up a Bronco? Uh, uh, Ryan Pickett, not Ryan Pickett. I always get his name wrong. Mixing up with the defensive Kenny lineman, Pitchy. but Kenny Pickett. Yes, I did. Yep, my uh, one of my few scouting reports so far. Um, he's quite he's quite a good prospect. He looks really good. It's it's just fascinating i think this this draft so far in terms of there isn't a standout quarterback there isn't a quarterback that's, that's probably going to go i don't know top five top six so there could be plenty of teams in in positions like the broncos that need a quarterback that that might actually get one in the first round and not have to do all the crazy trades up that we've seen or on the flip side of that because there isn't a standout one and there's arguments as to whether they're any good this year they, they might pass on it and just just wait till the year after so um, but yeah, good good shout out there, and do check out the uh, the website. The guys are flying through draft reports now. There's loads on there. But yeah, Kenny Pickett, I really like him. He's, he, for me, he's he's the best quarterback in this draft. He can do a bit of everything. Um, but yeah, do uh, check that out, and of course the the draft talk podcast when we get started with that again. Thank you very much. I had to give you some props there, um, Adam. The Dolphins. Um, Rumours of some uh, frosty times between the GM and the coach, um, maybe relative to quarterbacks, namely Tua and Watson. Um, surprised to see Flores go, though. 
Yeah, I was I was very shocked to see that there were a couple of candidates that I would have thought would go uh, before before we saw Brian Flores. He's uh, by all accounts one of the the up and coming coaches in in the league. Okay, the the Dolphins had a very disappointing start that pretty much put them out of playoff contention before the, the before the halfway point really. But it's been a bit of a just a bit of an odd season in Miami. It, it, admittedly, they haven't had that many injuries or anything. It has been poor performance that got them. Uh, got them into the hole, uh, but I think the it seems that there's a bit of an argument over what they should be doing at quarterback. Whether they're looking for Deshaun Watson, whether they're looking to bring in someone else and, and get rid of Tua in general. So it's just going to be an interesting uh, off season, seeing where he goes. I think he might be the the top candidate, but uh, apart from Jim Harbaugh uh, now, though. Oh, you think he could go somewhere else as a head coach? Oh, definitely. As I said, a lot of the the reports you were getting were that he was he, he's commanded a lot of respect and and improved the team from where they were when uh, when when he came on board. So it's it is a bit of a surprise. Bearing in mind that the Dolphins have been a bit of a a, a rubbish team for the last five years or so. That it's he he's brought he took them to the edge of the playoffs last year, I believe, didn't he? And uh, out of nowhere and. Uh, yeah, I think he'll. I'm, I'm fairly sure he'll have one of the the vacancy fill one of the vacancies next season. Yeah, two two winning seasons in a row. It, it was a surprise for me as well. Um, another surprise for me. Um, well, the, the, the coach not so much a surprise was Mike Zimmer. Um, obviously he he clearly said all his goodbyes last night, uh, taking pictures out on the pitch with his son. Uh, you know, who's also one of the coaches. Um, but more of a surprise, the GM Rick Spielman. Uh, they're both gone and they're cleaning house in uh, in Minnesota. Um, bit of a surprise for me because that you know he's found in players like Jefferson and Brian O'Neill at tackle and they, they've brought his, you know they've put together a good roster there and they're not far away. Um, but all of a sudden they're cleaning house. I mean, any thoughts on that? Yes, it, it is that uh, they do deserve a bit more time. But equally, I, I like the way that they're doing it in terms of getting rid of the the GM and the head coach at the same time rather than it always being on a the head coach replaces the the GM, the GM then replaces the head coach, and that cycle just never ends. And there's there's a few teams in the throughout the NFL who have, who have struggled with with this over over the last ten years. So I think getting a clean break from both of them at the same time will, will do them will stand them in good stead. Yeah, you do see it often where, um, especially when a, a GM and head coach have been together for a couple of years, it it can be, I guess, a little bit easier just to, to cut ties with them both whether, rather than keep one on and then you've got a sort of restart and then eventually you get rid of the GM later and it drags on for ages. So I, I think that's what they've done. And you, you're right, Duncan, they, they found some really good players and, and they've, they're one of them teams, the Vikings, they've been close. They seem to be close in every single game and they're close every single year for a couple of years now, but they, they never quite get there and never quite go over the edge. So... um maybe a fresh start with, with all them talented players intact. Uh, maybe they'll do better next year, but um, not so much of a surprise, I think, that one. Indeed. Uh, and, of course, as we mentioned with quarterbacks, uh, with new regimes comes a new quarterback. They'll be in play in the draft, and Kirk Cousins might be moving to a new team. Um, and then, finally, uh, a team who already have their new quarterback, but have again cleaned house, the Bears, with Matt Nagy and uh, Ryan Pace moving on. Uh, leaving fields with the new regime. Um, probably not a surprise, though. I mean, Matt Nagy, former coach of the year, uh, they just haven't really been able to put it together, have they? I'll go. Yeah, 
I don't think there's anyone happier than uh, the Chicago Bears fans today, is there? Um, well, maybe a couple of teams that have made the playoffs, but yeah, I think that's been coming for a while. Um, probably could have happened mid-season. Uh, they've just they've just struggled for years, and um, I guess this year was a right. You've got a new quarterback, see what you can do, and they just didn't really do anything again. So uh, again, another team cleaning house, GM. Fresh start, fresh start with the coach. So they'll be hoping for big things. Justin Fields, he's, he's got all the tools to do it. So um, we'll see. We'll see what they get up to. But yeah, fresh start in Chicago. Um, you never know. They've got, they've got a lot to work on, to put it like that. From some of the stories that are coming out in terms of uh, hiring a, a, an all-time great uh, just for some consultancy at pretty much minimum wage to things like that, I think there's a few problems that were known in Chicago that weren't really known to the wider NFL public. So the, the stories coming out really say that it, it was time for a change and, and time, time for a change in both positions. Uh, Matt Nagy, I, I, he hasn't lived up to the hype. He was he was the next big thing coming out from Kansas City. I think he's going to have to prove his, uh, prove his worth again as an OC before he gets another, if he gets another head coaching uh, job. Indeed, all change in the NFC North. Um, are there any places? Uh, I mean, well, for, for me, the Giants is the obvious one. Uh, any any surprises for either of you uh, coaches that haven't been moved on yet? I think you've nailed it. Yeah, the Giants is the obvious one. Um, they've they've got all sorts of problems, but yeah, Joe Judge and Matt Rule at the the Panthers both only had ten wins in their two seasons, and you sort of think, where are they going? Um, I don't know. The you've seen. There, you mentioned Dave Gettleman leave the leave the Giants, so you thought they might go clean sweep, get rid of the coach as well. Um, but we'll see. But maybe now they'll have to bring a, a GM in who likes Joe Judge. Um, there can't be many of them about, surely. Yeah, I think Joe Judge is the is the really obvious one. Uh, Matt Rule potentially, and the only other one would be would be the the Falcons. You'd think, but seven and ten for your first season in the NFL isn't isn't too bad for Arthur Smith. But so we've got looking at the the draft order, the first overall pick, Jacksonville, are changing uh, coaches. Uh, we've then got the fifth overall pick in in the Giants, who we're talking about, Detroit, Houston, and, and the Jets in between. I think the the way that the the Texans finished their the season, they um, they really saved David Cully. It sounded like he was going to be a bit of a bit of a patsy for for just a. Have have a real clean clean break with with Deshaun Watson moving on and and the whole whole, whole franchise moving on really, uh, but the the way they've they've fought and particularly in uh, looking at last night's game as an example against the Titans, they 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 are playing for him so he'll get at least another year whether that will be whether it will be two and done is a different matter. Of course, I have to mention the the, the last one uh, being Pete Carroll. Um, He's been headlines for the last six weeks or so about more about when he's going to leave rather than if he's going to leave. And then all of a sudden it becomes about, are they going to trade Russell Wilson? And, and can they afford to keep often injured Rashad Penny, who, uh, when you average out the uh, the games in the season, would have been on pace for about 2,200 yards from the last six, <laughs> given the last six games. Um, interesting times there. Obviously, they've traded their first pick to the Jets. So... I don't know what they've got to, you know, not a lot to work with again, and we'll be in the same place next year. But I, I think probably he's staying now, um, and we'll see what happens. But uh, yes, all change on Black Monday. Um, 
something else we're going to talk about was uh, the best coordinators of the season. Uh, you might look at this as a, a shopping list for the, uh, the teams who are looking for a new coach. Uh, guys, uh, Brian, go first if you like. Who have been your favourite coordinators this season? I suspect a couple from Dallas, maybe. Maybe, yeah. I looked at this and I did want to pick a non-Dallas one, but I just, I, just, uh, I couldn't help myself. Um, I've got defensively, and that's Dan Quinn. Um, I just think he's been uh, he's been fantastic, been helped out with the likes of Michael Parsons, sort of coming from nowhere. Well, not nowhere, 12th in the draft, but um, incredibly talented player, able to do everything. But the, the defence as a whole is just so much better than what, you know, us as a Cowboys fans have been used to for, for years now. Um, you know, we're... Points-wise, we were 28th last year, gone down to sixth, sorry, seventh this year in terms of points against, which is um, helpful, especially if, you, if your offense is uh, struggling at times. But um, yeah, lead, 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 turnovers, interceptions, and it's just um, it's just a lot of fun to watch um, when you when you're getting turnovers and you, you you're being so aggressive. So for me, for me, it's Dan Quinn. Um, I don't think Kellen Moore's quite lived up to the hype this year. Um, he, he's been a little bit off, and same same with Dak Prescott. But I think you know they, them two have got to work work it together. But saying that, they've still been the, the, I think the top scoring offense, so can't be doing that bad. But yeah, for me, for me, it's Dan Quinn, and it's um, by a mile, I'd say. Do you think he's ready to dive into another head coach job straight away? I don't know. There's a report. I think he he got offered the um, well an interview for Jacksonville, and he sort of said no, not not yet. Um, whether, whether he's just waiting for a better opportunity, huh. uh, I don't know. But um, I don't know because you know he's only, he's only you know he's been out of, been out of well not out of work but he's only out of work a couple of months and he's straight in as defensive coordinator. I I think cert, certain coaches are, are they're just better as coordinators, aren't they? They just seem to um, yeah. really succeed when they, they just stick to that and may, maybe he's one of them. Um, but but we'll see. It wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if people come knocking. Um, obviously, like to stay. But uh, we, we'll see. And did you manage to find anyone who who wasn't on the Cowboys? Um, I did, but I didn't write it down, so we'll we'll say no. <laughs> Adam, uh, who, who have you got for? It's interesting you mentioned about uh, Kellen Moore and being a bit disappointing this year as, as you sip from your Cowboys mug just to just to prove you're you're drinking the Kool Aid, <laughs> as, as they say. <laughs> um, the 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 main candidates I was looking at have have had a similar um, a, a similar season where it's it's not they've not quite lived up to the the hype, so it'll be interesting to see how that's affected their stock. So the you look at the the 2020 hot candidates, none of whom uh, got jobs. You've got Kellen Moore, you've got Eric Bieniemy, who is the uh, the perennial one who who gets an interview and then that's about it, uh, and Brian Dable as, as well. That none of them have had particularly good season. The Chiefs had had very well documented offensive struggles, uh, although admittedly they do seem to be uh, firing on on all cylinders again. Uh, and then uh, Dayball with with the Bills, it's just not clicked quite as well as it has this year. They may well go to the Super Bowl. I'm not not ruling that out by any means, but it's not been quite quite the uh, offensive. Uh, it, quite the offensive explosion that they had uh, last year. Uh, you can also throw in a couple from from 2019 as well. Greg Roman and, and Wink Martindale, uh, they were highly tipped to get uh, head coaching jobs and, and haven't moved on to it. Uh, so I think that leaves Byron Leftwich as, as the big uh, coordinator. I would say there's a, a big buyer beware there. Um, 
in terms of you look, look at Adam Gase as a previous example of working with a, uh, a a top top tier quarterback, it can make any OC look good. Leftwich has been uh, the praise; he's been praised uh, a lot over the last few years. But the last couple, you've, I think, you've just got to be a, be a bit careful from working with Tom Brady. The same with Nathaniel Hackett working with uh, working with uh, Aaron Rodgers in in Green Bay. Is he going to be able to? develop a, a player who's got potential but not not proven ability um so i'm going to go a bit left field and and slightly cheat on this answer and go with a non-oc but an interim coach because i don't think anyone thought that he was going to get uh, another a, a job next year i think rich Versaccia will be a head coach next year he's got the the raiders to the playoffs he's been uh, in the nfl since 2002 in in some form of coaching capacity uh, and 40, well, nearly 40 years of coaching, if you include his college um, college experience. He went seven and six after Gruden got fired. And I, the, with the locker room problems that the Raiders had this year, surely he's got to be a contender for, for a, a job, presumably at the Raiders, but you, you never know at this point, I guess. Yeah, I, th- I think, uh, is, is Jim Harbaugh the favourite for the Raiders? Um, which, you're right, would be... Uh, a complete disservice uh, to, to 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 them because they've got to the playoffs. Um, tip of the hat to Chris Wessling. It's 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 uh, west of us on Saturday, so probably the Raiders will beat the Bengals. <laughs> and you know, could they go even further? I, I think uh, it's it's he's an interesting one. He he could well stay, and you know, you'll see Jim Harbaugh somewhere like Miami. Uh, I know Stephen Ross has got ties with Michigan. Um, so, so I've watched that that space there. Um, well, on that, it's, it's interesting. Oh, sorry. No, go on. J- just on that, uh, the the better that the Raiders do, the more they might, other than obviously wanting Versace to stay if, if he gets to a, a conference championship game or so, something like that. But equally, the, their opportunities will be limited. The, the top candidates will be gone. Uh, so, yeah. so it might be it will be good in, in two senses if if they win one or t- or two games uh, the rest of this month on uh, on Harbour going to Miami. Uh, uh, Stephen Ross has said today that he's not going to be the man to take Harbour away from Michigan. Wow. So whether that's just a bit of uh, posing, which I think it might be, but he he has said that on the record that that he's not in for Harbour at the moment. Mm-hmm. And far be it from them to go against something like that that they uh, <laughs> that they'd already promised. Um, just throwing a few more names. So you mentioned Leftwich. Uh, obviously, you've got their defensive coordinator. Todd Bowles is always in there. Um, I, I, I hate to do this, but you've got to mention the Rooney rule, haven't you? And you, you really, really hope that these guys get the job because they really, really deserve it. And I hope that they're just not uh, not there to, to, to satisfy the rule because they are phenomenal uh, coaches and really deserve a, a go in the, uh, the head coaching roles. Um but a couple more who have impressed me is Joe Lombardi at the Chargers, seeing uh, Herbert uh, through the first couple of years of his career. Uh, he's just got 5,000 yards. Um, one of the only two players to do it this year, along with Tom Brady for the second time. Um, and Brian Callahan at the Bengals. I mean, a, a lot of their head coach, Zach Taylor, is offensive, is offensive-minded coach himself. So it's uh, you know, a lot of teamwork there. And then, you know, in terms of yards, they're not that what roughly about 12th I think looking at this table but they've got three receivers over a thousand yards and, and they've managed to get the best out of Joe Mixon who's an extremely talented running back that never really seemed to produce year on year um they've, they've fixed that offensive line 
And, and Brian Callahan, although not mentioned in the uh, head coaching opportunities, has had its wrench here there, I think. Um, uh, Callahan and Lombardi, guys? Yeah, I think they they both had um, very impressive seasons. Like you said, it, it's hard to separate the quarterback from the coach, isn't it, sometimes? You can think, is, is it Herbert? Is it the coach? Is it... It's difficult, but yeah, I, I think that they'll get a shot. I just wanted to um, go back to what you said before about Rich Versace. I think he's done a great job, and I cannot believe how sort of chilled he was at the end of that game last night, or should I say this morning? I I was just watching it, watching it back this morning. I was I was oh, it's very exciting, weren't it? But he was just so chilled out, and I was like, oh, fair play. I know it's your job, but I'd be like, oh, I'd be a right mess. So, so which is the best opening then? Best opening, what, the best job on the market? Yeah. Wow. I I think the Broncos is is quite a good one. You've got so so much offensive talent there, aside from quarterback, which I know is is the main (laughs) one, but... They, the who they've requested to interview they've they've gone for the likes of Hackett as as we were talking uh, uh, talking about earlier so it's it's clear that they they want to fit uh, address the issues on on the offense they've got so so much talent out wide and and uh, Alberto in at tight end as well so it'll be interesting to see uh, if 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 they really make a splash in the court, in the QB market uh, also tip of the hat to the Jags it's it's going to be a culture change, isn't it? But you you have got the what, a generational talent in theory in, in Trevor Lawrence under centre, so that 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 is an interesting opportunity as well. I, th- I think for me it'd be the uh, the Vikings. Uh, I wouldn't be able to resist the opportunity to coach Jefferson and, and Dalvin Cook. Um, they've got some great young players there, and apart from having to play Green Bay Packers twice a year, um, <laughs> I, th- I think they've got a lot of potential. Yeah, I was actually going to say the um, well the Dolphins. I think they're they're in, they're in pretty good shape. I mean, maybe they're another one. Could they could they do a quarterback? I don't know. Um, but if you can get someone in who can, I guess, fix Tua or improve Tua, you could, you could be flying there. Um, the only problem is you, you're in with the uh, the Patriots and the Bills every year, and they're, they're looking pretty good too. So, um, and you never know. You could have two winning seasons and and then get fired. So maybe not. Maybe not Miami. Uh, moving on slightly and back to the last day of the season, we saw quite a lot of records broken. Um, I've just picked out a few. Uh, I'll mention a couple and, and, and uh, yeah, maybe you could pick a, mention some yourselves. Um, obviously, TJ Watt, who I've, been, I've mentioned on the podcast before as a possible MVP candidate, tied for the most sacks in a season um, with his record being a lot more legitimate, but we won't dwell on that. Uh but uh, also an interesting uh, Tom Brady uh, went uh, became the second quarterback to have multiple seasons of 5,000 yards. Um, there's a few active quarterbacks who have got that 5,000 yards in a season. Uh, Justin Herbert uh, this season, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, although might like to see the last of him. And would you believe Jameis Winston? He got 5,109 yards in 2019, which I think is the year that the uh, Buccaneers? Yeah, it's the year he did 30 interceptions, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, That's the year they got rid of him. So uh, (laughs) some interesting names there. Um, But just finally, um, Mike Evans, who got the eighth consecutive season uh, since being drafted of a thousand yards, uh, pulling away from Jerry Rice and Randy Moss, who are stuck there on seven consecutive seasons. Um, What caught your eye, guys? I think for me, it was a a couple of uh, of rookies. Obviously, we've seen how 
Jamar Chase has performed particularly over the last month. Uh, he set the record for it was only franchise records that really went uh, last year. Uh, sorry, last night uh, with uh, the Bengals receiving yards in a season. Jamar Chase had, had fourteen hundred and forty over the season. I think most of those were against the Ravens. Uh, and uh, Jalen Waddle had one hundred and one receptions, which is the most by any any rookie. Um, beating Ancon Bolden, so that's that's quite impressive. I, I'm sure everyone's uh, there. There's a lot of people who listen to around the NFL podcast, but I did find it very interesting to hear that TJ Watt wasn't told that one of his so-called sacks wasn't. He wasn't told that it didn't get counted as a sack. Uh, so maybe he thought he already had the record uh, when he got to 22 and a half, which would be heartbreaking. But also. I, I had a bit have a bit of Schadenfreude with that if, uh, if he only gets to equal the record rather than uh, break it as a stealer. Well, I think he should just be given the record because we all know that um, Strahan's last one was a bit of a, uh, a gimme. Take Strahan's um, sack away. <laughs> uh, plus, he missed two games as well, so fair play, TJ. What that's um, hell of a year, and you know, as you've said, the, St- the Steelers aren't the best team. They're not exactly. Um, they're not the team they have been in in the recent past. So well done to him. Um, I guess the the one that jumped out and it, it's boring because he, he's got all the records. But he's he's Tom Brady at the age the age of forty four. Um, you know, leading the league in in yards, touchdowns. It's just ridiculous. And you know they obviously missed a few offensive weapons. Um, you know Antonio Brown's <laughs> done his thing. Um, they've had plenty of injuries, and to to still do that and to make it look so easy at, at 44 is is just I don't know. There's no words left to describe Tom Brady. Is there? it's all been done before? But um, fair play. Uh, that, seems... that's, that to me the one that, that stood out. It's just ridiculous. You keep thinking, oh, he'll, he'll slow down a little bit, or you know, at least he'll you know he'll flatten the curve. But no, it keeps yeah, crazy. Well done. I'm surprised that there's not a lot more talk about him for MVP. Uh, TJ Watts on side, you know, he won't get it because he's not a quarterback. But everyone's talking about whether to vote for Aaron Rodgers or not because of all the COVID things. And Tom Brady has had just as good, if not better, season than, than Rodgers. I think uh, I, I find that a little bit strange. Well, to get a, a bit of a plug in for our All Pro and Awards uh, voting, which is which is opening today, Tom Brady is going to be the my vote for MVP. Much as I, I just <laughs> like... Is- Having having watched twenty years of him being a, an absolute success in the NFL, uh, but just the the fact that he set that the the record uh, for for most passing yards in New England as well. So I th- I think he's got the narrative. He's he's not got nearly as many MVPs as he should have for the ability of, for for what he's done in the league. So that that will be my vote for MVP for sure. Uh, and uh, rattling on, uh, on the subjects of players who have had great seasons, uh, I've, I've come up with a few of my breakout players this season. Some some players who, you know, this is their first year of being, you know, a household name. Um, I'll tell you my first and we'll, we'll, we'll go around. Uh, the first is David Montgomery, the running back from the Chicago Bears. Um, they've had a rough season. Um but he's had a rough career so far and he's, he's, he's done well this year with 849 yards and seven touchdowns. He was tied for 14th in touchdowns. It's not, it's not phenomenal, but he's had a really, really good season. He's been, he's been there. He's been a workhorse for, for the bears in a really tough time trying to bed in Justin Fields. Um, they, he, he, wasn't the first starter of course in for the bears straight away. Uh, it's been a lot of turmoil and it, Aside from that, he's had a really good year. Um, sort of carrying 
the offensive work. Uh, so David Montgomery, uh, my first pick. Um, Brian, who, who have you noticed this year? Well, it kind of pains me to say this, but I'm, I'm going to go with an Eagle, Eagles player. Uh, and I'm going to go Jalen Hurts. I've just been really, really impressed with him. Um, I don't think he's a you know elite sort of top five quarterback. Um, and he's still got things to work on. But for someone who's in his, his second year playing on a, um, you know, they haven't got all the talent that other teams have got there in Philadelphia. I, th- I think he's done really well. And I think he, he, well, any doubt coming into the season that he was going to be their quarterback, I think he's uh, he's answered that question. And yeah, they've, they've made the playoffs. They've got, um, they're playing, they're playing uh, well, Tom Brady. So good luck with that. He's all right in the playoffs. Um, so yeah, his uh, season might be over on Sunday, but fair play. I think I think he's just been really good, and he's he's proved that the doubt is wrong. And um, you know, it's going to be a big off season for the, the Eagles. They've got I think three first round draft picks. Um, that Carson Wentz trade is looking fantastic for them. Um, and yeah, I, I've I've been really impressed. And you know, if he can take another step forward next year, then um, you know, we could be looking at a potential superstar. Oh, that's a great pick. You know, considering how hesitant everyone they all were to uh, to 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 make him their number one quarterback, uh, I, th- I think he's done really well. Uh, Adam, I know you've got some uh, some good names there for us. Go on, hit us with your first one. Well, I uh, I, I mis- misunderstood the the task for this and went with with players who I think are are going to break out in the playoffs rather than ha- have broken out. So a slight differentiation. But one that I have I have come up with who, who I was I was considering originally is uh, is Cedric Wilson of, of the Cowboys. Not not to put t- too much hype onto a Cowboys wide wide receiver, but he's he just seems to have been everywhere for for them making all the big plays. Um, when whenever they've had they've had a big play, it seems that they've gone to Wilson. He's had 600 yards uh, for for the season and six touchdowns, which by massively up on on his 200 yards from from last year, uh, off of 45 targets. The the two I was going to talk about were was uh, Milton Williams, uh, defensive tackle of of the Eagles, uh, who's had uh, 30 tackles and a couple of sacks uh, in in a very impressive line. And I think the Eagles uh, could cause a bit of trouble uh, in the playoffs if if they if they yeah. Perform up to their uh, up to their optimum over the next couple of weekends. Uh, and Juwan Jennings, uh, he had a, a particularly good uh, game yesterday, uh, but he's been a, a key receiver for for the 49ers. Uh, he only had uh, had 282 yards, but had five touchdowns over the the season. And from his 24 receptions, 15 of them went for first down, which isn't isn't bad going at all for a, for a receiver. I love it. A couple of not quite household names, but uh, ones to look out for, for sure. I, I, I know I've noticed uh, Jennings the last couple of weeks. Uh, I love those picks. Um, just last up, my, my, my second one is, is Max Crosby of the Raiders. You'll see him next week uh, playing in the playoffs. Um, he had eight sacks this year. Again, it's, you know, it's not TJ Watt numbers. But for the Raiders, he's been absolutely phenomenal. You know, he's he's one that the 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 offensive offensive lines have had to keep an eye on. He he's been everywhere. He's he's uh, he's so violent in his play. Is that is that a thing? <laughs> you know, I, I I like that about him. Um, and he's really picked up where 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 Clennon Ferrell, the fourth pick in the draft from a couple of years ago, has has not succeeded. Um, he's he's really. A difference maker there for the Raiders, and I think a huge reason that they're uh, in the playoffs this year. Uh, Max Crosby, look out for him next week. Yeah, he's one of them. Um, my brother's Raiders fan, and he, he he's always singing lyrical, waxing lyrical about Max Crosby. 
Um, not bad for a fourth round pick, but yeah, he got, he got two sacks last night and he was just massive. And he's he's one of them players if you know it's probably third down and you're like, right, we 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 need a play here. You just just watch him because the chances are he's, he's probably going to get it. And he was um, yeah, like I said, he was great in the game last year. He's been good all year. Um, and he's yeah, he's a real leader for them. And Fun I don't know. Watch. I think yeah. the Raiders could cause a bit of trouble, you know. And especially you know, the reason well, the Chargers kept getting to fourth down last night, Max Crosby, he almost single-handedly won the game, and uh, obviously it had to be done in overtime in the end. Mm-hmm. Who'd, who'd have thought the Chargers would call a, a dodgy timeout? Not like them. <laughs> I can't think I'm, of when that's happened before. <laughs> uh, do, do you have uh, another player for us? Or another breakout for this year, bro? Um, I do, and it's very related to what we've just been talking about, and it's um, it's an odd one. But Daniel Carlson, the the, uh, the Raiders, the Raiders kicker, um, again he had he had a great game last year. We don't we don't really talk about kickers. Um, there's plenty of reasons why, but he's uh, he's been great this year, um, and it's one of them. As as you'll know, as a as a football fan, if you've got a good consistent kicker, it, it's it's brilliant. And you only really realise when you haven't just how valuable that is. But yeah, he's had a great year and he's just signed a four-year, eighteen million pound contract. Good on him. Um, and to me, he's been one of the better special teams players in the league this year. Um, so yes, I thought got a bit left field there with that one. No, I like it. Definitely, some, give some love to the special teams. Uh, it's been a decent year for kickers. There's been a rookie uh, for the Bengals, McPherson. Mm. Uh, been really, really good. Um, again, you better see him going up against Carlson this weekend uh, at uh, at West of Us. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, that's about all for today's show. Another fun one. Um, as always, love to hear all your thoughts. You can tweet us at 99yards. Uh, enjoy the playoffs.